Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, 
So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. ball games right a lot of sec teams getting their seasons started off on the right foot against lower competition and you look at the action that took place on saturday and of course late sunday night like i mentioned we already talked about on friday the results from florida utah missouri and south dakota and you start tennessee takes down virginia final score of 49 to 13 I thought Joe Milton was impressive in this one. I thought, you know, you can still see their question mark over the offseason was, can he throw the changeup, right? Can he put touch on the football? We all, we've all heard all offseason about the arm strength, and, you know, it, it's almost getting nauseating at this point. Hearing people ask Joe Milton, oh, man, you know, what's the farthest you threw a football over the course of the offseason? How far can you throw the ball? And, you know, he's rattling off these numbers, 90 yards, what have you. It's like, we get it. The guy has a strong arm. He can throw the football very far. And you saw that on display in that game, right? I thought Joe Milton's numbers could have been even better if he got help from his wide receivers, right? Didn't get a ton of that early on in that game especially. But I think there's definitely still question marks, right? Now, a lot of these teams, by the way, there are. When you're playing lesser opponents or a four-touchdown favorite, what have you, how much can you really take away, right? But I think certainly there are still major question marks with Joe Milton putting touch on the football, throwing the change up, and as you play better competition, you get into SEC play, you get into these fourth-quarter ball games, these competitive ball games, and those windows, they start to tighten up. Is Joe Milton going to be able to make those big-time throws that Tennessee needs? I think the physicality that Joe Milton displayed, I think that's something else that jumps off the page to you. I'm not sure Hendon Hooker really had those attributes a season ago, and that brings a new dynamic to the Tennessee offense as he ran for a pair of touchdowns as well. The thing, guys, that jumped off the page to me is the physicality of Tennessee in the trenches, right? Running the football and especially stopping the run and getting after the quarterback. I mean, Virginia's quarterback was under duress all game long. And we talked about in the offseason the improvements they had made on the defensive side. You could definitely see it. And guys, I mean, it looked like it looked like a Tennessee team that sort of just picked up where they left off from last season an explosive offense, and I think a defense that, again, could take a step forward. But this looked like Tennessee from a season ago. Now, again, they're going to play better competition. 
We're going to learn more about Tennessee as these first couple of weeks go by. We're, you know, a, a lot of these teams, guys, like I mentioned, you're playing this lesser competition. We've never known less about these football teams than we do right now because of transfer portal and new additions and how these pieces come together. But I would say if you were looking for, if you were trying to draw up the ideal start, the perfect start for Tennessee in this 2023 season, I'm not sure that you could have put together a better start for them. When you think about all the new pieces offensively and the question marks on defense for last season, the, the secondary, what have you, I know Virginia was not very good, but that performance they put on, very reminiscent of last year. And if Joe Milton continues to develop, right, use his physicality but develop in the passing game, and I'm not sure touch is one of those things. It might be a situation of he is who he is, but Tennessee's offense is a machine, and if they've got that defense to go with it, they're going to be a tough out for anybody and everybody in the SEC this season. We move to Lexington, Kentucky, Takes down Ball State 44-14, to but this is one of those games, guys. You've really got to look beyond the final score when you look at this football game. Call it for what it is, right? Like, I, I, I've been very high on Kentucky in this preseason. I told you guys after SEC Media Days, they were my, my stock-up team, if you will, and, and I really thought Kentucky could make some noise. And they still could do so, right? They still absolutely could do so. I was really surprised by the quarterback play in this one. And Devin Leary, it looks like he came on strong in that second half. The numbers improved 18 of 31, 241, a touchdown and a pick. But, I mean, if you look at this game, guys, this game was guided by a lot of Ball State mistakes. You know, this this game was sort of your typical sloppy season opener uh, you know, a lot of miscues in this game for Kentucky. Again, they benefited off a couple fumbles, a scoop and score, you know, a kickoff return for a touchdown, what have you. And so I, I thought the athletes, they were on display for Kentucky. I mean, Ray Davis in the backfield, he's a real dude. Average eight yards per carry, two touchdowns on the day for him. I don't think Kentucky's going to miss a beat at the running back position. Uh, you know, Dane Key, Barry and Brown, both those guys are freaks. Barry and Brown with the big kick return for a touchdown. Uh, I thought Kentucky's defense, I mean, you look at the way they stopped the run. That was the big thing, of course, winning at the line of scrimmage. They were very good. But Devin Leary, like, is he going to live up to the hype, right? I, I just did not think, although they won by 30 points, I'm not exactly sure it was as impressive a victory as we were expecting in regards to the quarterback position. And that was, guys, that was the theme of week one, right? All these new quarterbacks and all these new OCs and what do the offenses look like and what have you? I expected more out of Devin Leary, though. So we'll have to see. Is this just something where, you know, it's week one, it's 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 his first game, and, and you know, in Lexington, he'll get better as the season goes? Or, you know, is it going to be real growing pains for Devin Leary? Maybe they have to lean on that running game more than they expected. But all in all, guys, I mean, again, you take on Ball State, take it with a grain of salt, but we definitely need to see more from Devin Leary in these coming weeks. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We move to Fayetteville. Arkansas takes down Western Carolina by a final score of 56 to 13. The KJ Jefferson and Rocket Sanders show. And this is one, guys... When you've got that type of dynamic duo and you take on a lesser opponent like that, it really, really makes it tough for anybody, right? <clears throat> you look at this game at pure domination. I mean, Arkansas was up 21-3 to after one quarter, 35-3 to at halftime, which, again, guys, is what you would expect. K.J. Jefferson, very efficient, 18-23, to 107, three touchdowns. Do not sleep on Arkansas this year. I, I-, I think Arkansas is a team – Again, anytime you have the type of duo they have with a K.J. Jefferson, a Rocket Sanders, and I was really stunned the amount of people who for some reason got upset over the weekend when I said K.J. Jefferson is the best quarterback in the SEC. I mean, guys, we can debate it, but, I mean, are you trying to argue he's not top two or three? Because he absolutely belongs up there when you think about the – the dynamic nature of his play, right? What he can do with his legs. I think he's improving as a passer as well. Uh, How about this, guys? Check out these numbers for Jaden Wilson in this ballgame. Three catches, 83 yards, 27.7 yards per catch. He was a specimen on the outside for Arkansas as well. Uh, Armstrong for them at wide receiver also had a big day. So, you know, I think this is an Arkansas team. Again, take it with a grain of salt, a blowout victory. But it just reaffirms or continues to reaffirm. You love what they have at the quarterback, the running back position. You love what they have in K.J. Jefferson and Rocket Sanders. As we continue to get down the list, guys, Ole Miss takes down Mercer. Final score, 73-7 to in this one. Jackson Dart looked incredible. Uh, again, guys, it is Mercer, uh, Ole Miss, able to do whatever they wanted. Um, I thought it was interesting to see Spencer Sanders get in there and get a touchdown for the Ole Miss Rebels as well. Uh, they'll get a much greater test in week two when they take on Tulane, which I think is going to be one of the best games of week two. But all in all, successful week one, and you love to see again Jackson Dart. We talked about it last week, right? Building on, <clears throat> by all accounts, based off those in Oxford, a really big offseason season. And Jackson Dart shining. He certainly did that in week one in this game. 
Auburn takes down UMass 59-14. to Unfortunately, this was one of our big losses in our gambling plays, right? I had UMass plus 35. Uh, you know, Auburn's defense really shutting down the UMass quarterback, the kid that transferred, not even going to try to pronounce that last name, but kid that transferred from Clemson and Georgia Tech. I thought the defense was fantastic. I thought Peyton Thorne was efficient. Robbie Ashford, three touchdowns, I believe it was, for him on the day. He's going to have a big role and a big involvement in this offensive attack for the Auburn Tigers, uh, even though, again, he loses that quarterback job. And I know our friend Jake Crane will have much more on this later in the week. Do not sleep on the way that Robbie Ashford can help out Auburn. They roll in that one, though. Again, guys, 59-14, to 14, the, the final score, a successful debut for Hugh Freeze. Mississippi State taking down Louisiana, Southeast Louisiana, final score of 48-7. to seven. The thing that jumped off the page in this one, guys, you know, we talked about a new era in Starkville. The air raid is gone. They're going to a car, Kevin Barbe offense where it's going to be much more of a balanced attack. How about the rushing numbers in this one, right? Mississippi State finished 14th in rushing a season ago, and obviously that comes because you have that air raid attack. But you look at Mississippi State. Jarquavius Marks, who I think is a fantastic running back for the Bulldogs, 19 carries, 127, 6.7 yards per carry, and two touchdowns in that ball game. How about Mike Wright, guys? The former Vanderbilt quarterback. He had five carries for 95 yards. 19 yards per carry. How about them? A, a long of 53 in that ball game. Mississippi State already finding creative ways to use him. Um, but as a team, they rush for over 200 yards, right? Showing already that balance attack. You know, Will Rogers having to do much less, 20 of 29, 227, two touchdowns. I, I know that the fateful down there in Starkville, I talked to our good friend Stingray Steve. They were less than thrilled, uh, you know, with the offense, felt like it's better. I, I think it's one of those things, though. You're a Mississippi State fan. You've got to get used to, to no air raid attack, right? It's it's not going to be something I think. I think it's going to be more the growing pains with the fan base of like you're so used to just slinging the ball over the yard and and chucking the ball downfield and like your brand of offense is going to be a little bit more boring than you're used to, right? It's going to be a little bit more boring than what you've done in the past. It does not mean though that it cannot and will not be effective. So. The fan base got to get used to that. All in all, though, a big win for Mississippi State in game number one for Zach Arnett. We move to Athens. Georgia takes down UT Martin. Final score of 48-7. to And I understand Gamecock fans especially, but fans in the SEC, they want to look at this one. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was 17 or nothing dogs at halftime. What's going on with Georgia? Carson Beck. He's not all that great. They've got question marks with Mike Bobo. Do not fall victim to that line of thinking. Do not play yourself and sit here and think that, oh, Georgia, they're, they're not good anymore. That, don't allow yourself to do it. Remember last year, Georgia at times, they like to play with their food, right? Sometimes the dogs, they like to play with their food before they eat it. And, and I think that's what happened in this game with Georgia. 
Kirby Smart talked about at SEC media days and all throughout the offseason, who is Georgia's biggest competition? It's Georgia. Flat out, it's Georgia. It's battling complacency. And so, you know, in these week one matchups, you're taking on UT Martin. You know it's a team lesser than you. You've won back-to-back national championships. This game was about Georgia fighting complacency, not them fighting UT Martin or proving they're better than UT Martin. You know, Carson Beck came on strong late in this one, 21-31, 294, a touchdown in the ball game. Um, you know, I, I thought the one thing that was surprising to me was the lack of run push for Georgia. When your leading rusher, Kendall Milton, has 53 yards on the ground, that is surprising. That surprised me a bit. You saw Georgia in some second and short, third and short, if you will, struggling to get a push and open a hole and, and get their guys that first down. Again, guys, I, I don't look too deep into it. This is a Georgia team. You know, you're opening up with actually back-to-back cupcakes. Georgia has, ironically enough, Ball State this weekend. Poor Ball State. Back-to-back SEC games they have in their non-conference. Um, you know, they're gonna, they've are gonna they got this time to iron some things out, to iron out the Kings. You know Kirby Smart's going to get right back to it today and, and continue to hammer it in Georgia that no complacency, you can't take your opponent lightly. Do not fall victim. To again, the school of thinking that, oh, you know, Georgia struggled. They're not what they used to be. They're I, I, I don't buy that for a second. Brock Bowers, of course, he was impressive as well. Five for 77, 15.4 of all the guys on that roster. He looked like he was the most fired up to play in that game. And then Georgia defensively, guys. I mean, they were dominant yet again. Did allow over 100 yards rushing. But Georgia, you know, again, dominated that game. They started that game start to finish. And while it was a slow and sluggish start, Georgia closing out strong. They scored 31 points in the second half of that game. And like I said, guys, I would warn against reading too deeply into that and saying, oh, Georgia's not very good anymore. Again, dogs sometimes like to play with their food before they eat it. I think that's what Georgia did in that ballgame. The Spurs Up show is brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion, especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code Spurs up for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off 
your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps and you're set. And also tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P-U-R-S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. Texas A&M takes down New Mexico. Final score, 52 to 10 in College Station. And of course, we had all these question marks, guys, about the Bobby Petrino offense. How was it going to work in College Station? The answer apparently was really well. Connor Wegman, 18 of 23, 236, had five touchdown passes. Heck, even Max Johnson, the backup, came in six of nine for 41 and a touchdown as well. We mentioned it last week, guys. If they get good quarterback play, which Connor Wegman in game one, so far, so good. They've got the weapons on the outside. They've got an elite group of receivers if they get good quarterback play. Evan Stewart, eight for 115, two touchdowns. Uh, The the Noah Thomas kid, six for 74, three touchdowns for him. Anaya Smith, three for 40. Uh, You look in the backfield as well, guys. You know, I, I think finding that true RB1, they had three different ball carriers with six carries or more. Daniels went seven for 51, Moss six for 26 and a touchdown, and Owens seven for 25. But they've got the big uglies up front to pave the way. And I think that's the big takeaway, though, is just the offensive attack, Bobby Petrino, what Connor Wegman did. They get a much stiffer test this week against Miami. I think that's the one you look at and say, okay, we need to see the offense and the progression and what they've done to this point. But so far, so good. An encouraging sign in week one for the Aggies, no doubt. Vanderbilt, how about this? A 34-point margin of victory for the Commodores. They take down Alabama A&M. They are 2-0 on the season. Of course, they'll get their first big test against Wake Forest this weekend. 47-13. They take down Alabama A&M. And, of course, guys, the level of competition, you have to take that into account. But the fact of the matter is this. Vandy's 2-0, man. A.J. Swan. 15 to 29, 194, two touchdowns, one pick. You'd like to see more efficiency from him, especially against lower-level competition. Um, I tell you what, this, this Cedric Alexander kid, this true freshman, he started to impress me. 12 for 87 and two touchdowns. You know, Clark Lee, I asked him about the running game or lack thereof, losing Ray Davis at SEC Media Days. He mentioned they had some guys they felt confident about. I think you're seeing that with Cedric Alexander uh, McGowan continues to turn in good good performances, six for 70. Will Shepard, six for 62. So they've got some weapons in the backfield on the outside, but we'll really find out something about Vanderbilt this weekend for sure when they take on Wake Forest. Alabama takes down Middle Tennessee 56-7. to And reading between the lines here, guys, is really the important part. Quarterback play. Listen, while it is lesser competition, I don't think it's fair – to because there's going to be some people out there that write this off as, well, they played Middle Tennessee State. Who cares, right? It doesn't matter. 
throw those results out the window. It's not fair to have spent the entire offseason saying that, or, or, or let me start over. It's not fair to have spent the entire offseason questioning Alabama's quarterback position, questioning do they have a quarterback, what's it going to look like, building up the quarterback position as the storyline of week one for them, how does that shake out, what have you, and then when they play well, completely discounting it and dismissing it because of the level of competition. I think you can acknowledge what happened while also saying the real test will be week two against Texas. But give credit where credit's due, man. Jalen Milrow, I think as expected by most, he was named the starter on Friday afternoon for the Alabama Crimson Tide. And guys, he was fantastic. 13 of 18, 10.8 yards per completion, 194 total passing yards, and had three passing touchdowns as well. And he truly looked the part of QB1, right? And you think about, too, the athleticism. I mean, guys, he steps on the field four. Number four is the best athlete for the Crimson Tide. But again, what impressed me even more so was the touch on the deep ball. I mean, that really is what stood out to me, guys. A couple of those deep passes he had, those deep balls, putting it right in the bread basket, that is an encouraging sign, right? As long as he's able to take care of the football, I think Alabama may have found themselves a quarterback. Now, again, guys, we're going to find out a lot more against Texas. That's going to tell you as these windows start to shrink, as the pressure increases, as the competition gets better, we'll find out more about Jalen Milrow and if he's cut out for it and, you know, what he's really made of. But, you know, even seven carries, 48 yards, two touchdowns as well. You know, the composure, the poise that Milrow showed, you know, it looked like he felt like, you know what, I am this team's QB1. I deserve this position. A lot of that, guys, is mental. And I think the thing that stood out, too, you, you, you saw the, the snap that went past Jalen Milrow. He didn't panic. He didn't fret. He didn't dive on the ball. He picks it up. He makes something out of nothing. And, guys, the last time we saw a quarterback making those type of plays, they made a Netflix documentary about the kid. And I'm not saying Jalen Milrow's Johnny Manziel by any means, but he's got that type of athletic ability. And so – Alabama, hey, so far, so good. They may have found a quarterback. I mean, Jalen Milrow, I don't think anybody's ever questioned the athletic ability. To me, what jumped out, though, is seeing the touch on those deep balls. I'm not sure that's something I had really seen before. And so now, if we continue to see that against Texas, if Jalen Milrow plays well, and of course, guys, we'll break this down, down later in the week when we talk about all these week two games. But if you continue to see that type of performance, when they take on Texas and beyond, I mean, all of a sudden, guys, especially with the results that took place last night in Orlando, I think Alabama Alabama reinserts themselves in that conversation, and they become, I think, the favorites in the SEC West. Speaking of, guys, we're going to skip over South Carolina, North Carolina, because I've got a lot to get into later in this show, talking top takeaways and more reactions to that game. LSU and Florida State. And listen, guys. I'm here to eat crow. I, I did not think Florida State was worthy of all the hype they were getting. Um, I thought LSU would be clear-cut, head and shoulders above LSU and dominate that football game. And my goodness, guys, Florida State really showed uh, they are a serious college football playoff contender in 2023. I mean, and I'll say this too, on the LSU side of things, 
similar to last year. I do not think that week one, losing this ball game, I don't think it defines your season that LSU cannot achieve their goals. I don't think this means LSU can't win the SEC West. I know they've got some real issues, especially on the defensive side. The secondary looks like it's still a problem. They could not get stops on third downs. The usage of Harold Perkins, I know they're trying to do different things with him at linebacker, but it was very suspect. It was very questionable. And then offensively, guys, a lack of a run push, right? Just 113 yards. I mean, Jaden Daniels, your leading rusher, 15 for 64, 4.3 yards per carry. I know there are question marks on this LSU team. But I left last night's game more so high on Florida State than all of a sudden being down on LSU. FSU's got dudes, man. I mean, they've got dudes all over the field. First off, they got a dude at quarterback. Jordan Travis, 23 of 31, 342, four touchdowns, one pick. He was masterful, masterful in that ballgame. You look at what they got on the outside, guys. Keon Coleman, I mean, my goodness. Nine for 122, three touchdowns. You look at Johnny Wilson, the giraffe on roller skates, as our good friend Jake Crane likes to say, seven for 104. That dude is damn near unguardable, man. He's nearly unguardable. Name that Gamecock fans don't want to hear, Jaheim Bell. Guy had three touches. Two of them went for touchdowns. Two for 49, receiving one touchdown, had a rush as well for a touchdown. Trey Benson in the backfield, 12 for 47. But, I mean, the list goes on. This looks like a vintage Florida State team. When you talk about just athletes on athletes, they've got dudes up front offensively and defensively. And, I mean, Florida State, guys, it was no secret before or anything. But how about laying the blueprint for you can go out in the portal if you've got the resources if you've got the bag to throw around, you can love it, hate it. This is college football, man. This is college football. Going out in the portal and snagging top-tier talent. And look at what Florida State's done. Look how quickly they've turned it around in Mike Norvell, man. Last year, they laid the groundwork, right? They had that year three where they popped in year three under Mike Norvell. And now year four, guys? They go back to the portal. They go mining in the portal. They land a couple of big fish. And all of a sudden, guess what? AP poll hadn't dropped yet. But, I mean, they're one of the best two or three teams in the country right now. And I think they all of a sudden, they become a college football playoff favorite. And I will eat crow here on this Monday because I doubted FSU. I, I, I was not sure FSU was worthy of all that hype. FSU's for real, man. And, and I mean, you look now, they just took down a beast in the SEC. Who in the ACC is beating this team? Maybe Clemson. We'll see what they do tonight against Duke. Anybody else? I, I don't see it, man. I, I, I do not see it. Florida State, they'll probably have to beat Clemson twice because I think it'll most likely be FSU Clemson in that ACC title game. And, of course, guys, in case you missed it, the ACC, it is the top two teams not – there's no coastal and Atlantic anymore, but man, Florida State's for real. And I know LSU fans, they're, they're reeling today. They got to pick up the pieces, but bro, FSU, they are for real. 
And I think all of a sudden, a college football playoff favorite, undoubtedly, and LSU can still achieve all your goals. They got to get some things short up defensively. That's the biggest area I see. I think they'll be fine. I think Jaden Daniels still one of the best quarterbacks in the SEC. You know, I, I love what they have with Brian Thomas Jr. and Malik Neighbors. And, I mean, they, listen, they're still loaded. They're, they're still loaded. They got to get it short up defensively, though. The secondary, for whatever reason, is still a problem. The way they're using Harold Perkins, you know, I think not having Mason Smith, I think that may have taken a toll as well. But defensively, LSU got to get some things short up. Like I mentioned, guys, we'll continue the conversation talking South Carolina, North Carolina later in the show. But I will say one thing that I wanted to touch on. How about TCU in Colorado? Man, Deion Sanders was right. And you got to give credit where credit's doing. I'll just say this about the Colorado thing. It seems like folks either love or hate Dion. But I'll say this. I, I respect where Deion Sanders is coming from. In the sense of, an, you know, I'm not he handles media. What Like, you can, if you like that, dislike that, that's up to you, right? That's up to you how you feel. <clears throat> about some of the mannerisms and way Dion handles things. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. But in regards to changing and flipping a roster and what, there's like 90, 80 or 90 new players on that roster. Guys, with NIL, and this is something that I think makes especially the fanatics, right? But this is something that makes some people feel uncomfortable. But with NIL, guys, let's face it. This is now professional football. This is no longer an amateur sport. This is no longer a student athlete. Like, it's about winning. It's a cutthroat business. Coaches are getting paid. And guess what? Now, players are getting paid. And so it's one of those things, maybe you can't do it if you're a Shane Beamer or you're, you're you know, if you're not Dion, you can't be so flamboyant about it and open about it, about, you know, we're, hey, we're coming. Hey, we're, we're not keeping everybody. Some of you got to get out. But I respect the school of thinking, guys, because it's about winning. And there's some guys that, you know what? It's like managing a roster in the NFL, man. It's like managing your salary cap. And if you've got guys that aren't very good on your roster and they have scholarships, but you need to make room to get better players in the portal, hey, see ya. You're out. Like, that's the way it's going. If players are going to get paid, that's the reality you have to accept. So, 
I respect it. Like, I, I respect Dion's method of operation because that's the point we're at right now in college football where players are getting paid and it's all about winning. And coaches aren't getting four, five, six. They're not getting eight-year grace periods. They're not getting a decade to get it figured out, right? And so it's up to you to get this thing turned around quickly. I respect that Dion says, you know what? I don't care if you're on scholarship, if you're not, whatever. If you're not very good and we need to make room for somebody better, we're kicking you to the curb. You've got to find somewhere else to play. Bottom line, end of story. You can love it. You can hate it, whatever. This is the reality now of college football. And guess what, guys? It worked. Because Colorado just took down TCU, who was in the national title game last year. It worked. So do not be surprised if you don't see more teams, more coaches, gravitating to this school of thinking, where you know what? Hey, I'm getting paid. You're getting paid, too. We got to manage a roster. If you're not good enough, you're not up to snuff, we got to win. Move on. Move on. We'll, we'll, we'll take these funds. We'll allocate it elsewhere. We got to get some good ball players. Winning over everything else. That's going to be the motto, the mantra, and that's the world of college football we are in at this point. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.